social outreach represents an excellent engagement opportunity. You can't afford to let this opportunity slip through your fingers. There are three key reasons that everybody should make social selling a part of their outreach. One, it's brief. Most reps prefer short and sweet communication. They like to cut straight to the point and LinkedIn plays right into their hands. Powerful social engagements jump straight to the core of the exchange. Crafting a message takes seconds and there's less pressure surrounding things like spelling and grammar, things that are not my strong suit. Two, it's portable. Using LinkedIn gives us access to our prospects on their mobile devices. Welcome to the Boss Podcast, the best of social selling. Your host, Mark McGinnis, Australia's number one social seller, author of Tactical Pipeline Growth and B2B Sales Trainer, brings you expert opinion, tactics, and discussion to help you get more out of your time on social. Welcome to this episode of the Boss Podcast. I'm really happy to share something special with each of you today. For some time now, I've been working on the audio version of my book, Tactical Pipeline Growth. It's progressing well, and we're getting really close to having it finalized. As a result of all this work, I now have an audio file available for every chapter. Chapter 8 of Tactical Pipeline is all about using LinkedIn in your outbound. Importantly, it includes my seven secrets of social selling model, all laid out piece by piece, step by step. As you know, I'm really keen to support all of my followers in their desire to meet their sales goals. So I've decided to release this chapter as a standalone episode of the Boss Podcast. This is well in advance of the audiobook becoming available, so it's a preview of what's going to be available. Also, as more and more of us are selling from home, social is playing a bigger and bigger part of all of our sales lives. So it feels like this is something I can do to help more sellers be winners. That's what I'm hoping to achieve. My web and graphic designers have been very busy and been doing a great job. As of now, if you want to grab more about the book or about these episodes of the podcast, both are available directly from the website, which is markmc.co. I continue to be completely blown away by the amount of books we've sold over the last few months and the amount of people who just almost out of the blue have been sending me messages and saying that they've been able to implement the tactical pipeline system into their business and it's making a real difference to their sales results. It's this feedback that keeps me motivated and keeps me creating content. If you find this podcast to be useful, please like, rate, and share us on your social media or streaming platform of choice, as it makes it much easier for others to find us. I hope you like the unofficial preview of Tactical Pipeline Growth. Chapter 8, Social Selling. Making social a cornerstone of outreach is something I've been advocating for years. It's worked really well for me, generating a steady stream of consulting engagement for me and my clients over the last six years. I've seen it help countless sellers supercharge their outreach. When your clients are active on LinkedIn, social outreach represents an excellent engagement opportunity. You can't afford to let this opportunity slip through your fingers. There are three key reasons that everybody should make social selling a part of their outreach. One, it's brief. Most reps prefer short and sweet communication. They like to cut straight to the point and LinkedIn plays right into their hands. 
Powerful social engagements jump straight to the core of the exchange. Crafting a message takes seconds and there's less pressure surrounding things like spelling and grammar, things that are not my strong suit. Two, it's portable. Using LinkedIn gives us access to our prospects on their mobile devices. One of the lasting souvenirs of my time in the military is impaired hearing. Thanks to thousands of machine gun rounds, I've lost 30% of my hearing in my left ear and 30% of my right ear. Phone conversations are a constant struggle for me. I'd rather type than call. This doesn't put me at a disadvantage though. People check their social messages far more often than they check their voicemails. More than emails too. It's a fast and nimble portable communication platform and people want to use it. Thirdly, it's controllable. Ethical persuasion and influence can be applied easily and more effectively through social media. With support from your social profiles and social content, you can create a construct for how you want your prospects to see and perceive you. A lot of reps have only a passing familiarity with LinkedIn and how it can be leveraged in outreach. In this chapter, I'll introduce you to a few social selling strategies that can make a world of difference in your outreach. Optimize your profile for consistency. Even the best social strategy will fail if your profile and your outreach strategy and messaging are pulling in different directions. The social components. Social should play a strong supporting role in your cadence. Some reps have really leaned into social selling, doing all or the vast majority of their selling through social outreach. This may work for some, but I've found that this is too many eggs in too few baskets. The multi-channel approach I've advocated throughout this book will produce the best outcomes. How much time you spend in each channel is up to you. Even if you're strong on social, my advice for you to go to other channels as well. The role social plays in the cadence we looked at in the last chapter is a supporting one. There are examples and situations where you can use social as your primary outbound activity and do very well out of it as a business development tool. The cadence is designed to be adaptable. If your preferred mode of selling is social, you could easily tip the balance of the cadence towards more social outreach. I've provided a social cadence template in the resources that assumes this kind of social-heavy approach. When we look at social selling, we can see that there are lots of moving parts. Each of them has its role to play in their outreach. In this section, I'll spend a little time on each of them, starting with profile views. Profile views. Each visit to a person's profile generates a notification. When part of a multi-channel outreach, a simple profile view can be a great tool to use early in the cadence. Once prospects receive a notice that you viewed their profile, they'll often go to your profile and have a quick look around. This is a shortcut to a very early level of rapport and awareness. Later in the cadence, you can revisit your prospect's profile page to remind them that you're around and you're looking to chat. If you receive a profile view in return, send them a short and casual message. Try something like, hey, I see we've crossed paths here in the last few days. I'm always happy to connect with people in the XYZ industry. Would you be open to connecting? Likes. As on other platforms, LinkedIn offers you the chance to like a post in a number of ways. You can give them the classic thumbs up, an applause, a light bulb, a heart, or a purple face. Whichever of these you choose, when you like a prospect's post, you're making a public statement of agreement. Because of this, likes on LinkedIn are more valuable than likes on other platforms. LinkedIn activity does not tend to generate a high number of likes as a percentage of views, so we tend to notice when somebody has liked our post. 
the simple act of liking your prospect's post can really help build up small feelings of obligation, which you can then later leverage when you ask them to take some kind of action on your behalf. They might feel compelled to return the favor by liking some of your content. Often, you will know you have created a sense of obligation in the prospect or client if you see them responding in a similar fashion to your activity. Later, as the interaction builds, you can often use that sense of obligation as a leader to ask for a referral or some other activity. If one of your prospects likes one of your posts, reach out and strike while the iron is hot. This is an ideal opportunity to start a productive conversation. Try something like, hey, Gary, I see you like my post on sales skills. Thanks for the interaction. Much appreciated. You know, if you like that, you might also like this piece I found from Dean on how to motivate sales reps. Hope you like it. When these messages are delivered in the right way and at the right time, the prospect is often grateful and therefore open to meaningful conversation. If you have a fear of outbound, social outreach like this can be a powerful and easy strategy to employ. Comments. Comments drive outcomes in similar ways to likes, but they are even more valuable. Provided that we engage in a meaningful way with the prospect's posts or content, commenting nice posts or great stuff won't be nearly as effective as asking a detailed question or sharing an insight that connects directly to their posts. You can also tag prospects in posts, either your own or somebody else's posts, but only if you're quite certain that they'll find the post extremely interesting or at least useful. Remember, by doing this, you're asking them to commit to reading to or responding, so you best not be too flippant about the requests. Too many of these and you'll simply end up being ignored. To tag or mention somebody in a post, Use the at symbol before their name. Tags or mentions are also a good opportunity to highlight a shared connection. On one of your prospect's posts, tag or mention a common connection in a comment. The conversations that result often opens doors. Let's take a quick break, do a little bit of business, and we'll be right back. Video messaging is huge right now. Mark reports his very best message response rates are coming from video messaging and Mark chooses to use Bonjuro as his video message supplier. Because Bonjuro is now a supporter of the Boss Podcast, they have given listeners a massive 20% off any of their plans. Simply add Boss20 at the checkout. That's B-O-S-S-2-0. Give Bonjuro a go and increase your response rates by 300%. Go to Bonjuro.com. That's B-O-N-J-O-R-O.com. Shares. Sharing somebody's post with your network is the highest compliment you can play to somebody on LinkedIn. Even still, there are levels to this. If you simply hit the share button, you haven't done much more than hitting the like button. Best practice is to include a comment introducing whatever you're sharing to your connections and why you think it's valuable. Tag the original poster in this comment and perhaps a few others to start a conversation. When you use their content to drive engagement, you're creating strong alignment between yourself and the prospect. Articles. Finding an article and sharing it or distributing it on social is a great way to support ongoing conversations with your prospects. What works really well is if the content is from a third party, specifically somebody with a recognized level of authority, e.g. an industry veteran or perhaps a celebrity. Sharing articles allows us to interrupt our prospects telling them, hey, it's not just me. Look what these thought leaders are saying about this. You're showing them that the path forward The path you're proposing is supported by experts. Do this right and they'll want to talk to you. 
There are several ways we can use articles in a social context. We can send the article directly to them via a messaging service such as InMail or LinkedIn Message. We can post the article and mention or tag them in a post or in a comment. Or we can find the article posted somewhere and simply tag them inside the comment section and make a short supporting message, something like this. Hey, Gary, we were just talking about this last week. Thought this might be of interest. All of these work well. Use identical strategies when sharing your own articles, your comments marketing material, or third-party articles. I've always found it helpful to keep a folder of articles in my OneNote that other prospects have found interesting. I organize the articles into subfolders so I can find a relevant piece of content and distribute it quickly and easily. Having my content organized like this means I can take action very quickly and not get bogged down trying to find the right piece at the last minute. In-mail versus messaging. In-mails are typically what you would use to reach out to people before you've connected with them. This form of outreach has been overused by spammers and sponsored outreach, so it's not the most potent form of interaction. The well hasn't entirely run dry though. It's still well worth a try. Keep things brief. Think of emails as an abbreviated email. In most cases, they'll pop up in your prospect's inbox as an email from LinkedIn, which is about as useful as an email. Lots of people link their LinkedIn account to their private email, so this provides us with reason to be both cautious and optimistic. We should be cautious because people may see your professional outreach as an unwanted intrusion into their personal email box. If your message is truly customer-centric, you'll circumnavigate this more effectively. We should be optimistic because if we've emailed them at work and we've sent them an email, we are multi-threading them on the one channel, potentially across multiple addresses. We're popping up in multiple inboxes, increasing the chances they'll see at least one of our messages. When you don't have access to many channels, this is a nice way to increase your channel count. Once we've connected with the prospect, we can message them directly through the platform. And I found this to be a powerful form of outreach, especially when combined with the persuasion techniques we discussed earlier. Message notifications often go directly to their mobile devices. So our outreach is getting through to them wherever they are. To take full advantage of this, keep it brief. Messages should be a cross between a very short email and a text message. The seven secrets of social selling. We'll close this chapter with my framework for social selling success. The infographic included in the resources has been my go-to framework since 2014 and it continues to be a highly reliable platform to drive excellent sales results today. Secret number one, building a compelling profile. Key strategy. Your profile must be so compelling that when one of your ideal clients sees your profile, they should think that's someone I want to have in my network. They either send you a connection request or they accept yours. Creating a compelling profile is the most critical part of your LinkedIn strategy. So much of what happens on LinkedIn happens only after prospects have first looked at your profile. You want prospects who visit your profile to feel compelled to connect. Three quarters of B2B buyers will do some form of research before they buy. They'll be looking not only at the business you work for, but also at you as part of their buying process. Most of them will go straight to LinkedIn. The rest will Google you, which will almost certainly bring them straight to your LinkedIn page. Like it or not, whether you're an embracer of digital communication or not, your buyers are visiting your LinkedIn profile. That's why it has to support your sales activities, not diminish them. Profile picture, head and shoulders only. You should be wearing professional attire. 
No pets, no partners, no sunglasses, no logos, no sporting attire, unless these are clearly connected to your professional brand. Background image. This should support your image and your messages. The call to action can be really effective. A corporate image from marketing department can work as well. A popular choice is a geographically specific picture. For example, if you're based in San Francisco, a picture of the Golden Gate Bridge immediately tells visitors to your page where you're doing business from. Headline, explain how you help people, who you help and where. Your title is in your experience section, so you don't need to include it in your headline. The exception would be if you have a very senior role at a medium to large organization and that title alone carries significant authority, i.e. Chief Sales Officer, Salesforce Inc. Summary. Similar to your headline, only a little bit more in-depth. Use your summary to provide a touch more detail about how you help people and what kind of people you help. Don't use this space to sing your own praises or summarize your employment history. Instead, talk about what you do and how people can get in touch with you. Experience. Make sure you link your account with your organization's employer's LinkedIn account, their business page. This link means when somebody searches that business name, they will find you associated with that corporation. This link is important because it's highly likely people remember who you work for and perhaps your first name. They will then go to your employer's page to find you. For example, if I was speaking to James from JP Morgan in Sydney who could not recall his last name, by going to JP Morgan's LinkedIn page and searching for his name, James, I should be able to track him down. Note, your profile should not look like a CV or a resume. That was what LinkedIn was for all those years ago. It's changed. The good news is that your profile doesn't need to be 100% filled in. It's the key areas I've covered above that mattered most. Heat maps show us that people only spend a small portion of time on key areas of the profile. Most visitors look at your picture, background, headline, summary, and experience. The other areas are important, but these five are the non-negotiables. Secret number two. Build a professional network. Key strategy. Not everyone is your ideal client. Connecting with everyone will ruin your LinkedIn feed. The quality of your feed determines your effectiveness on social. The quality of your feed is determined by the quality of the connections you have and the people that you follow. There are many social media platforms and the conversation is different across each of them. LinkedIn is predominantly a professional platform. Therefore, being connected to friends, family, and people from faraway places where you will not and cannot do business will reduce your effectiveness on LinkedIn. Have a clear description of your ideal clients and deliberately build out a network, profile, and content strategy that they will find compelling and interesting. Secret number three, connect with confidence. Key strategy. Having a strong base of connections who are similar is valuable to both you and others who are in that network with you. Ask for a connection if you think there is alignment and say why you think the connection makes sense for both of you. If you've followed secret number two and built a highly professional profile and network, you should be able to connect with confidence. The alignment between you and your prospects should be clear and it should seem like a natural choice for them to agree to your request to connect. They might even wonder why they haven't connected with you already. When sending connection requests, Always customize them. Never send a blank connection request. You want to encourage people to use this chance to communicate and to show them that there's a very good reason to connect and it's in their benefit. You're not trying to sneak in the back door here. 
you're announcing yourself at the front gate. Use a persuasion or influence strategy in your connection request to increase the chances of getting a yes and decrease the chances of getting a no. A simple liking strategy, paying them a general compliment or highlighting things or connections that you share in common will increase your connection rates significantly. If you want to connect with confidence and grow your valuable network, this is the best piece of tactical advice I can give you. Adopt a viewing strategy. This starts with a search for your ideal clients using SalesNav or regular LinkedIn. Drill down to find your perfect clients by perfect client size, title, location, and second connection. If you're in SalesNav, you can make the search even narrower by clicking on posted on LinkedIn in the last 30 days. This should help you avoid those who are not active on the platform. You should have a rather large list of profiles. So visit 50 profiles every day. When you make your approach strategic like this, you'll notice that you get a bunch of people looking back at your profile every day. You'll also get a number of connection requests, many of these from people you've already selected as ideal clients. Each of these connection requests represent an unparalleled opportunity to strike up a meaningful conversation. A more advanced version of this strategy is to follow this up a few days after your profile viewing spree. There will be a list of people who viewed your profile but didn't send you a connection request. Reach out to them by asking them to connect and include a personalized message. Something like this is often effective. Hey, Mary, I see we've crossed paths here in the last few days, and I'm always happy to have more Sydney-based sales directors in the network. Hope you agree. This strategy is persuasive because they've looked at your profile, and now they know that you know that. The persuasion principle of consistency comes into play. More likely than not, they'll accept your connection request. They're certainly much less likely to report you to LinkedIn as somebody I don't know. Let's take a quick break, do a little bit of business, and we'll be right back. If you need more conversations with your ideal buyers or to simply sharpen your prospecting skills, check out Mark's latest book, Tactical Pipeline Growth. It's a complete prospecting guide. It outlines step-by-step the process to build a strong and healthy pipeline. Mark has included a huge amount of valuable sales material, such as templates, call and email scripts, the best cadence plans, as well as social selling templates for you to use and start prospecting straight away. Tactical Pipeline Growth is available from Amazon or directly from www.markmc.co slash tpg. Secret number four, have an engagement strategy. Key strategy. It's all well and good having lots of connections on LinkedIn. However, we need to take it further and have something we can share that will help us start valuable conversations about what we do or at least leave a positive impression. Keep content on hand to send to your new connections. Show them immediately that you're not just farming for likes and connections. Start with an engagement strategy. This might mean hosting a rolling event like a meetup or perhaps a lunch and learn every 12 weeks. Then when you connect, invite your new connections to that event. If hosting an event is impractical, have some content to share. Perhaps something eye-catching like an infographic or an ebook, or maybe even just a white paper. Very few people open relationships on social with a gift. This will set you apart from everybody else and is a nice reciprocity play. If you've given something that is unexpected, perceived as valuable, timely and personalized, there is an increased sense of obligation on behalf of the receiver. Perhaps enough to start a conversation. Secret number five, leverage your existing connections. Key strategy. Once they've connected with people and swapped their first message, many people forget about those new connections and move on. 
focusing their time on connecting with more people rather than on building relationships with their existing connections. To turn a shallow engagement into a meaningful one, spend time deepening connections rather than moving on to the next target. This doesn't have to mean naming your firstborn in their honour. You just have to keep the relationship active. Set aside time to like and comment on your connections posts from time to time. This activity builds a feeling of obligation or reciprocation that you can use as a lever to get a meeting or referral or just to start a conversation. For prospects who are deeper in your pipeline, a professional recommendation can be a powerful way to deepen the relationship. Spelling and grammar are important here as these will appear on their profile. The icing on the cake, they'll often send you a professional recommendation in return. It's reciprocity at work. Look for opportunities to connect your connections with others on the platform. Being valuable and visible is a great way to stay top of mind and be seen as a worthwhile connection. Secret number six, consistency and discipline. Key strategy. All social media has a scrolling feed, a timeline. Being consistent and disciplined is the best approach to managing your social interactions. Like other aspects of prospecting, three or four small investments of time will pay much bigger dividends than trying to do it all in one go. Bunching your LinkedIn activity and efforts into just one block per week will mean you'll get buried at the bottom of your prospect's feed. You'll also miss many of your ideal clients' posts and comments. Social works in a timely manner. Most activity takes place 24 to 48 hours after the original post. The best time to start conversations is when your prospects are online. Many of these are outside normal office hours, but you'll find the investment of 15 minutes here and there in these slots will pay big dividends. These are the times that I've found to be the best for social outreach. Monday, 6.30 to 9pm. Tuesday, 0800 to 9am. And then 6.30pm to 9pm. Wednesday, again, 8 to 9am. And then 4.30 to 9pm. Thursday, 8am to 9pm. Friday and Saturday are largely ineffective. And Sunday, 2 o'clock in the afternoon to 5 o'clock in the afternoon. Secret number seven, convert social activity into sales activity. Key strategy. Don't make the mistake of getting too caught up in the numbers of likes, connections, and comments you get from your activity. These are simply vanity metrics and not the measure of social success. The activities that LinkedIn is trying to guide you towards might not actually be in your best interest as a rep. Adding endless connections is a good example. Once someone likes or comments on one of your posts or articles, take the time to follow up, either via LinkedIn, message, or email, or you can always pick up the phone. I like to treat social activity like an old school inbound phone call or a general inquiry. Take the opportunity to ask if you can help them and provide a deeper level of interaction. Social interaction in this context is designed to support your new business activities. Remember, no matter how persuasive your connection request, email or social message, there are some prospects who will not interact with you. Some will simply ignore requests, but far more often it's because they are not truly active on LinkedIn. They might have an account, but it may have been months or even longer since they last checked in. Only half of those who have LinkedIn accounts check them regularly. Even fewer are active users. To get an indication of this, check their activity. If they've liked, shared, or commented recently, you're in luck. If their profile looks out of date or if it looks like a CV and they're talking about how great they are, how great they are as a team leader or any, other, any of that other dated language, 
chances are pursuing them on LinkedIn will not be successful. Social selling has been a strong focus area for me for the last six years. So you can find a lot of content on this topic on both my LinkedIn page and my YouTube channel. My advice is constantly adapting to the latest findings and trends. I invite you to follow me for up-to-date social selling strategies. Please help others just like you find this podcast by spreading the word. If you like this podcast, please subscribe and rate us wherever you source your podcasts. Thank you for listening to the Boss Podcast. Join us next time for even more tactics, discussion, and ideas to help you improve your social outreach.